1: A line of exhortation since Monday has been experiencing the abundant grace of God. Somebody say experiencing the abundant grace of God. Say experiencing the abundant grace of God. Say 2022. I experience the abundant grace of God. 2022. I enjoy the abundant grace of God. 2022, my life becomes a testimony of the abundant grace of God. Say it with boldness. 2022, my life becomes a testimony of the abundant grace of God. The Bible says God is able. Somebody say God is able. God is able able <laughs> God is able to make what? All grace abound to abound to I receive it. Yeah, I heard you say you, I receive it. <laughs> God is able to make all grace abound toward that you have not all always in all things will abound unto every good work and we looked at a number of things that happens when the grace of God abounds towards you and I see all of them happening in your life the first one has happened already you receive eternal salvation void of self and works you enjoy divine sufficiency in all somebody say that is me you are bound unto every good work. Say that is me. Your negative past is erased and replaced with a brand new future. I enjoy divine speed for greater accomplishment in life. I enjoy answers to prayer. I'm empowered to reign in life. I'm taught to live a better life. My dominion over sin is established. I enjoy uncommon favor with men. I'm exempted from destruction. I'm empowered to witness fearlessly about Christ. Mountainous situations and problems become a plane before me. Shout a better amen. Amen. The good things you seek begins to seek after you. I mean, that was my take home yesterday. The good things you seek suddenly begins to seek after you. And even before the fast is over, that shall be your testimony. And then we said good things. Signs, you enjoy the manifestation of signs and wonders. Say, that is me. Good things abound and multiply in your life. You are empowered to overcome the limitations of your life. You are empowered to serve God acceptably. Shout, all these are manifested in my life. Okay, so how? How do we position ourselves to receive the abundant grace of God for an change of levels? How, how? 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 Number one is to believe and receive by faith. Somebody say believe and receive by faith. Believe receive by faith. Say believe and, by faith. believe and receive by faith. All the things we've talked about, if you will see it, you must first believe it. If you'll be empowered to reign this year, you have to believe it. Believe it. Believe it. Believe it. Romans 5.2 He said by whom also we have access into this by faith into this grace. Somebody say my access. My access. Say my access. my access into grace, grace. is by faith. faith. What is your access into grace? What is your access into grace? So God is able to make it about but if you don't release your faith, you can't connect. My access into this grace is by faith. Number two, we said call for it in prayer. And that's what we've been trying to do in this fast. Call for it in prayer. Call for it in prayer. Call for it in prayer. And so 2022, you want to raise a strong prayer altar. Somebody say strong prayer altar. Strong prayer. You have to call for it in prayer the more prayerful you become, the more graceful you become. The grace of God begins to overrun your life, overflow into your life. And tonight, we are going to look at a third component of it, which has to do with be clothed with humility. Somebody say, be clothed with humility. humility. Say, be clothed with humility. humility. Say, I am clothed with humility. humility. Say, 2022. I wear a garment. Of humility. That's critical. Very, very important. In the book of First Peter 5, 5, he says, Likewise, you younger, submit yourselves to the other. Yea, all of you be subject. So, humility is not limited to the young. He said, all of you learn to walk in humility. Be subject one to another. (laughs) And be clothed with humility. He didn't say the younger should be clothed with humility. The elder should be clothed with humility. The younger. All of you be clothed with what? Humility. May the garment of humility be on you. Amen. I said may the garment of humility be on you. Amen. He said be clothed with humility. Then he tells you God resisted the proud but makes grace available to where? The humble. Enjoy abundant grace. Abundant grace in the mighty name of Jesus be clothed with humility in the book of James he said for he giveth more grace <laughs> then he says "Wherefore he said God resisted the proud but giveth grace to the humble you will enjoy grace you will enjoy grace you will enjoy grace the reason why proud people cannot access grace is because grace is a gift. And when you are proud, you usually want to prove that you have earned it. Hope so <laughs> that's why a lot of people are not saved. They would rather do all kinds of things than to just confess Jesus is too simple for them. They have to pay a certain price. He said, for by grace you are saved through faith and that of yourselves. It is the gift of God. It's a gift of God. It's Don't you see that every time you receive from somebody, it makes you look some way. None of us want to look beggarly. Am I communicating here? Yeah. If you have any element of what they call self-esteem. Self-esteem is good, but Christ's esteem is better. (laughs) Self-esteem is not bad, but Christ's esteem is better. Because the last time Apostle Paul spoke, he said, for I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ. When you live, you are conscious of self-esteem. But when Christ lives, it's about pleasing Him and not yourself. And you know what? Sometimes in pleasing Christ, you will look foolish in the eyes of men." So, your pride will have to go so that Christ will be exalted. Paul said that whether by life or by death, that Christ may be magnified. So, we are talking about the gift. Somebody said the gift. I like it. You want to boast. I have worked for this and I've attained it. Then you can boast. (laughs) I I got it by my own sweat. Haven't you seen how sometimes some people talk? I can't give my money to God. I have to work hard to earn my money. How do I waste my money on God? How do I waste my money on church? You see? Work consciousness. Praise the Lord. Tonight, let me touch on a few things. Marks of true humility. Somebody say marks of true humility. Number one, true humility acknowledges God as sovereign and the source of all things. It acknowledges God. Where you meet a man who is humble, he is conscious of God's place. When you meet a proud person, God's place is not in their lives. It's not in their language. It's not in their attitude. It's not in, You won't sense and smell God around them. One of the worst places you can be is a place where all you see is self and none about God. It's a dangerous place to be. Yeah, it's a dangerous place to be. God must be in every area of your life. And there are some of us who have segregated God. When it comes to our family matters, God does not come in. You deal with your wife according to the tradition of Ewes. You deal with your husband according to the tradition of Ashantis. You deal with your wife according to the tradition of notness. Not according to the details of scripture. When it comes to your financial matters, God does not come in. Business is one thing. Church is another. You see, when you are a Christian, you have only one life. Somebody say one life. yeah." And it's a spiritual life. And that life must reflect in every area of your life. You see, the Christian is a supernatural being. Having a natural experience. Somebody say an amen. Yeah. That's where you are. That's where you operate from your supernatural perspective. You are able to attain more resources you can achieve more operating from the supernatural realm than when you decide to function in the natural realm. Every time you function in the natural or in the carnal realm, you become limited. You are disadvantaged. The Bible says the children of this world are in their generation wiser than the children of light. You have to function. Turn to your neighbor and say, Obeah. Everybody. In the book of James one seventeen, he said, every good and every perfect gift is from where? It's from where? It's from where? Every good gift. Every good gift. One of the series I'll be teaching on when we get into serious teaching is the gift of God. Somebody say the gift of God. Yeah, because we are talking about grace and it's not of works. It is the gift of God. So, what are some of the gifts of God? We need to see them. Every good and every pepper is from Abba and comes down from the Father. That's why the rich fool was swallowed up in a minute. <laughs> he, within a second he forgot that what he had was a gift. He had sweated for it. The land he was farming on was a gift. The life he had was a gift. Even if he decided that he himself was not a gift from God, the people who are working for him. They were a gift from God. John chapter 3, verse 27, he said, a man can receive nothing. You see, let that be your consciousness. Whatever I have, I receive. Every time you walk in the consciousness that you are a recipient, you are always humble. Yeah. Do you know? Yeah. You are always humble. You walk in humility. I have money, but I received it. <laughs> I didn't wait for it. You see, this year, half I have received mentality. Somebody say, I received. I received. Say, I received. I received. Yeah, because you see, as long as it has to do with your relationship with God, you are always a recipient. Do you get my point? You are always a recipient. Nobody can ever give to God to the point that the equation will ever change. You will always be a recipient. Always. 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 I saw a scripture that really, 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 really drove home this point this afternoon. Look at First Chronicles 29 verse 14 to 16. This is David. When people have this mentality, it influences the way they give. Look at this. He said, but who am I? Look at this see. He said, who am I? And who are my people that we should give anything to you? Follow this reading closely. It it really sat home with me. I've read that scripture again and again. But this afternoon, when I decided to check here, it changed everything. He said, everything we have comes from Where? and we give only what you first. Are you hearing what I'm teaching now? Somebody say, I can't give my money to God. (laughs) That's where your problem started. It became your money in the first place. He said, everything we have, we give because you first gave to us. Now go to verse 15. He said, we are here only for a moment. This is an understanding. This is David speaking. <laughs> we are here for a moment. Visitors and strangers. Now, David saw himself as a visitor and a stranger. Many years ago, before Peter spoke and said, We are sojourners and strangers on the earth. As for David, eh? no wonder he was a man after God's own heart. He's the only person who occupied the three places Jesus functioned. He functioned as a priest, as a king, and as a prophet of them. Only David. He's the holy person. Moses was a great prophet. Abraham was a prophet. But king, priest, and prophet like Jesus was. Only David. Only David. Only David. He said we are visitors. Somebody say we are visitors. You know what people can give? Because they are making permanent homes here. This is my place. This is my place. <laughs> uh, they are building bigger houses here than in heaven now he has finished his house in Kumasi his target this year is Accra he must secure a porcelain in Accra <laughs> it's not bad it's not bad but I wish that when you die and you are going they can carry one of them and follow it with you or it will go ahead for you he says we are visitors and strangers somebody say visitors and strangers <laughs> you see a New Testament, one of the consciousness the New Testament gives you? It makes you know that you are in transition. Somebody say I'm in transition. Yeah, you are in transition. Life is in transition. And people who live their lives in transition, they live their lives better. They live their lives what? They live their lives better. They live their lives better. There is no way when you are on transit, you will decide to go to town and be shopping for three hours. When your transit is for one hour, you will miss your flight. You will miss it. He said, we are here in a moment. Uh, and our ancestors, our days on earth are like passing shadows. Gone so soon without a trace. Verse 16, look at this. <laughs> oh Lord, our God, even this material we have gathered to build a temple to honor your holy name comes from you. It all belongs. May God give somebody understanding today. Amen. Whether it's tight, whether it's first fruit, it all belongs. Don't we sing, it all belongs to you. <laughs> it's interesting how, Pastor Ray, we can sing, it all belongs to him, and we are holding tight. Oh, it all belongs to you. Oh, it all belongs to you. Wow. <laughs> it all, it all. <laughs> Serenity, everything. Do you really understand what do you are saying? Do you do you do you do you? You see, that that thank God for grace and mercy. Yeah, because because you see, if God is to hold us to our words and the songs we sing, let's, let's forget about our prayers and our promises. The songs we sing. My very best Lord, I give. My very best Lord, I give. My very best Lord, I give to you. Your lunch is 50 cities. Your offering is 10 cities. (laughs) Your lunch, 50 cities. Your offering, 10 Ghana. Tell God is the very best. Tell God is the very best. Tell God is the very best. (laughs) No, he doesn't want that. (laughs) What he wants is that God will repent. (laughs) Change our (laughs) minds. Humility. 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 I wrote here, I said the zenith of foolishness is utter denunciation of God's existence. The zenith of foolishness is the utter denunciation of God's existence. The moment a man says God does not exist, you have seen that you have made, you have met a fool made in the flesh and the Word became flesh and dwelt amongst us. That is a full personified. Because everything shows that God exists. Yeah. the creation that you see. Look at the way the clouds are just held there. Today, you have uh, understood that there's something called gravity. <laughs> and you can use it to explain. It's amazing how science, <laughs> the God who made the brain, <laughs> and that same brain is uh, trying to uh, denounce its existence. It's amazing. So in the book of In the book of Romans, look at this. Yes, they knew God. I like Romans chapter 1 verse 29 to 23. It said, yes, they knew God. Somebody said, yes, they knew God. But they wouldn't worship him as God or even give him thanks. They knew God. Everybody knows God. Everybody knows God. (laughs) And they began to think of foolish ideas because that's what happens. Foolish ideas of what God was like. So some of them say the word came into existence by a big bang theory. We came from apes. Praise the Lord. (laughs) As a result, their minds became darkened and what? Became darkened and what? Then go to verse twenty-three. He says, claiming to be wise, they became. They became what? They became utter denunciation of God, makes you an utter fool. They became utter fools. Then he says, verse 23. Instead of worshiping God, the glorious, ever living God, they worship idols, made to look like mere people, and birds, and animals, and reptiles. Now look at verse 28. Since they thought it foolish to acknowledge God, he abandoned them. Abandon them to their foolish thinking and let them do things that should never be done. And when you read from verse 29, it begins to list some of those things they began to do. 29. Most of the foolish things they began to do. Their lives became full of every evil kind of evil. Sin, greed, hate. That is not my portion. Somebody say an amen. Number two, true humility acknowledges who we are in Christ and affirms what we have in Christ. Somebody say who we are in Christ. Now, I want you to understand this because most of the time when we talk about humility, some people think that when we say who we are in Christ, we are being arrogant and proud. How can you, a human being, say you are are righteous? You cannot be righteous. There is no righteous. Then they will quote Romans, no, not one. When you quote it, quote it in its proper context. Those who are in Christ have been made right with God. The Bible said, if any man be in Christ, is what? A new creature. All things are passed away. Huh? So, in Christ, we are different. A humble person accepts who God has. You know, it's arrogant when I have made you, uh, let's say, Pastor James, you're a pastor here. And then you say, no, I'm not a pastor, I'm a member. Mm-hmm. No, talk to me. You see it? He has been made a pastor and he's a pastor. Regard, He said, no, I'm a member. It's the same thing. God says you are righteous. He say, no, I'm a sinner because I sin." Praise the Lord. <laughs> God says you are blessed. He said, no, the ancestral cases in my family are strong. <laughs> they are working against me. Praise the Lord. Christ has redeemed from the curse of the Lord, having been made a curse for us. The Bible says you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation. You must always learn to tell yourself and call yourself by who God says you are. Somebody say, I am who God says I am. I am, says I am. Sometimes you allow what you do in the flesh to so dominate you that you lose consciousness of who you are. You see? Listen. You must come to a place where your consciousness of who you are far outweighs what you do. Because see, when you become very conscious of who you are, very soon, what you do will reflect who you are. It's because you don't know who you are, that's why you do the things you do. But when you come to a place, this year I'll be teaching from the book of uh, Ephesians. And we'll look at the whole book of Ephesians. It's too big a book to exhaust, but I will attempt to walk you through a few things. The whole book is divided into two main uh, components. First it tells you who you are and then it tells you what you are expected to do by reason of who you are. Because you see Satan's greatest advantage of you is to distort your view about yourself to you. If it can make you feel that you are inadequate, you are incapable, you are cursed. Your thoughts will be cursed, your business will be cursed. Everything you do, you will always be walking under the consciousness of a curse. That is something he specializes in. So when he tempts you to sin, the reason why he's tempting you to sin, who brings the temptation? Talk to me, who brings the temptation? Do you know how he brings it? He brings it so that when you finish, he will stand on it and tell you, I told you, all this simple focus is telling you, is not true. You are righteous. How can a righteous man lie like this? See the way you are lying. This is red lies, not white lies. Look at him and tell him, Satan, I have lied, but I'm still the righteousness of God in Christ. Can somebody give me an amen? Yeah, because you see, who you are does not change because of one thing you did. Understand that? It's one of the fundamental uh, teachings in in the faith. You have to understand that very well. Why do so many live under condemnation? Because they are not conscious of who they are. Bible said, there is therefore now no condemnation for them who are in Christ Jesus. What goes on between me and God is between me and God. Satan has no place in it. Who are you to judge another man's servant? When I gave my life to Christ, I became a servant of Christ. And as a servant of Christ, my judgment comes from him alone. Even before he saved me, there was no sentence of condemnation over my life. (laughs) Before he saved me, he said he came not to condemn the world, but through truth, the world might be saved. Now listen, even the world is not condemned until ultimately. Do you know the world as it is? Oh, somebody can commit a crime and they will jail the person and say, you are condemned for life. We can do that. But while he's in prison, he's not condemned until the trumpet sounds and that person did not make a decision for Christ, he is not under condemnation. Now listen, that's why it's very deadly for anybody to make you feel condemned as a member of the body of Christ. Am I communicating here? You should never be made to feel condemned. Whether from yourself, from Satan or from a preacher. Please take your seat. And Africans like messages that makes us feel condemned. Because already we have condemned ourselves. The whole world has gang up against Africa. They call us a tailed world. That's a condemnation. It gives you a certain mindset. That continent. Yeah, it gives you. You see, there are a lot of mental strongholds where you are born in Africa. You have to deal with it. So when you come to church, and your pastor also feeds on that. They make you weaker and weaker and weaker and weaker. Witches are against you. They make you weaker. You are going to die and make you weaker. I mean, They keep you weaker and weaker and weaker and weaker. Ooh. Somebody say that there is therefore now no condemnation for me. So don't preach condemnation to somebody. And don't preach it to yourself. Don't preach it to others, don't preach it to yourself, and don't listen to Satan preach it to you. When God called you a saint, he knew that you will mess up, but he chose to call you because that has always been his identity. He called those things that be not as though they were. That's how, that's how he operates. He has been operating like that since before you came on. He looked at Abraham, a sterile old man, and then a barren old woman. He said, You are a father of many nations. And he became it. He became it. For his Lord, he became, he became it. He became it. He became it. You see, sometimes when you talk like this, somebody, so, Papa, what are you saying? Are you saying witches don't exist? I believe in their existence. But witches are not as real as angels are to you. If you can be conscious of witches, why can't you be conscious of angels who are for you? If your mind was working well, you will not always be thinking about who is against you rather than who is for you. Number three, true humility keeps trust and confidence in God and God alone. Somebody say, Confidence in God. The Bible said, Trust in the Lord with all your heart, lean on your own understanding, all your ways, acknowledging trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. Apostle Paul was speaking here. He says, For we are of the circumcision which worship God, Philippians 3.3, in the spirit and and rejoice in Christ and have no confidence in the flesh. Then he begins to outline some of the things that would have made him confident. You see, I realize that because he, When you don't have these things, it's easy for you to have your confidence in God. But when you have some of them, it is very... Do you know that when somebody who has never been to school, it is easier for the person to look to God, for God to help him and promote him, than somebody who has a certificate? Am I communicating here? Yeah, because you feel that your certificate really, I mean, it's not all bad and like that for you. In the case. You see, that is why sometimes a lot of people who are not scholarly end up employing scholarly people. Yeah. I think it's part of it. It's part of it. Because of their certificate <laughs> and it's good to have them. But what I want you to understand is that don't put your confidence there. Paul had them but his confidence was not there. He said we are of the circumcision <laughs> which worship God. And have no confidence in the flesh. That's humility. Somebody say humility. Say humility. True humility number four. Treasures the knowledge of Christ. An intimate relationship with him above everything else in life. True humility. Somebody say true humility. What is your greatest treasure? There used to be a song. An old song we used to sing when we were in the school. My treasure. My priority. Who can compare to you? Great is the measure of your royalty. O monister, you truly are everything. Paul said, all the things. Look at that. Look at verse number. He says, concerning, he listed an impressive CV. And then when he finished, he said, yeah, but all these things yay doubtless and i count all these things but lost for the excellency verse 8 for the excellency look at how he attacks it for the excellency somebody say excellency for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ jesus my lord for whom i have suffered the loss of all things and do count them but lost for the excellency how excellency the knowledge of God to you how excellent. How excellent. How excellent is the knowledge of God to you? Now, I don't want you to answer it, answer it in your heart. How excellent is the knowledge of God? To you? What price do you put on your relationship with God? What is a price? What price will you put in your on your relationship with God? They say put a price tag on it. What will be your price on it? I know there is a high premium on your degrees, on your qualifications, on your connections, but what price do you put on your relationship with God? That's why prayer is not a priority for you. You can just shelf it and you are cool. Coming to church is not something that is a, because it's not really, really, really on top of your priority. But Paul said every other thing is useless when I compare it to the treasure of knowing Christ. Every other thing. Every other thing, every other thing, every other thing. Can we live our lives in 2022 with the view of making the pursuit of the knowledge of Christ our ultimate objective? Can we? Can we make a commitment for once and say 2022, I'm going to live my life different. That which is important in my life will be Christ and Christ exalted. Can somebody say an amen? That's very, very important. He said, every other thing can wait. Every other thing. Business meeting can wait. Pursuit of money can wait because ultimately that which matters. He says, I count them but done for them. But that I may win Christ. What are you gaining and losing Christ? What are you losing? What have you been losing? What have you been gaining and losing Christ? He said, that I may win Christ. Because every time we lose Christ, we gain something. And every time we win Christ, we lose something. We live in a generation of Christians who don't want to lose anything. But we still want to gain Christ. It's not possible. It's not possible. You have to lose some people. Some relationships will have to go. Some places will have to go. You have to give up on some habit if you must win Christ to any degree. Give up. Give up. Give up. African Cup of Nations is coming. On the days Ghana will play or some of those African favorites will play, some of you won't come to church. You see, when we you, you think it's just abstract until it comes to you at this level. It is at that time that we really see what is of value and of great importance in your life. I tell people all the time, whatever you can stop when you are very busy shows what is most important to you. If coming to church is one of the things you can shelf, it means that it is not a priority in your life. Paul said, "I count everything but done for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ." For whom I've suffered the loss of all things, and do come that I may win Christ and be found in him. Look at verse 9. And be found in him, not having my own righteousness, which is after the Lord all, but the righteousness through the faith of Christ. The righteousness which is of God by faith. Verse number 10. That I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering being made conformable unto his life. No, we you, Jesus, knowing we you. there is no greater thing. You're my all, you're the best. You're my God, my righteousness, and I love you more. Somebody say know him. Say know him. Now, when the man wrote this, (laughs) he was in prison on death row. He had pursued God. The time of prison where he could be called to the gallows at any time that which was burning in his heart was knowing God. (laughs) May God help us end like that. When you are caught in prison, what will be your greatest obsession? Your house you are leaving behind, your car, your business, your mansion. What will be your greatest treasure? You will be crying when you are visited. Every time you be crying. <laughs> but can you imagine because this man was so obsessed with Christ he could write again and again say rejoice 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 the new testament letter that is filled and saturated with joy is the book of Philippians we call it the joyful letter and that was a letter that the man was awaiting his death When people are waiting that they cry, I've been by the best side of somebody who is about to die. I've been at the best side of one who was confident that he was transiting into glory. And another who was so full of sorrow and pain and could not tell what was on the other side for him. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. 2022, let's live a different life. Am I communicating to somebody? Live a different life. Every one of these things we see, it has its place. It has its end. Let me close. Number five. True humility seeks after God habitually. Somebody say true humility. Say true humility. Say true humility. Seeks after God habitually. True humility does not seek after God during 12 days of grace. It seeks after God habitually. Look at this. (laughs) Psalm 10 verse 4. He says, the wicked in the pride of his countenance will not seek after God. Somebody say will not seek. Say will not. Say will not. Then he says, God is not in all his thoughts. (laughs) God is not in all his thoughts. He he doesn't consider God. This is a country where people can stay on television and lambast the church. bash pastors. Do all kinds of things. Against God and against the church. For free. Because they have the capacity or have the means. God is not in all his thoughts. And there are people like that. When trouble comes, then they begin to retreat towards God. Praise the Lord. God is not in all his thoughts. Now, 2nd Chronicles chapter 7 verse 14. If my people who are called by my name will do what? Will do what? Will do what? If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and seek my face. The reason why you don't pray is not because of anything. It's because you are proud. It's simple. Proud people don't pray. That's why you don't pray. It's not because you don't have time. You are proud. You are proud. I mean, you, you are too sure. You are too proud that when you sleep, you, you must wake up. Yeah, that's how proud you are. You must wake up. I mean, there's nothing that should stop you from waking up. When you sit in a car, your safety, nobody should temper with you. You must. Yeah? Nobody can put anything on your way and it will work. You, are, you have just become full of yourself. Give me that text, please, as I close. 2 Chronicles 7, verse 14. If my people, somebody say, if my people... Who are called by my name will humble themselves and and seek and seek and seek. Why are we praying at this time of the year? It's because we don't know our way in the year. We don't know our way in the year. I don't know how this year is going to be, but there is somebody who knows what will happen 31st of December 2022. Praise the Lord. when I pray, I commit my way. The Bible said, commit your way unto the Lord. And He shall bring it to pass. Commit your way. Commit your way. Commit your way. Commit your way. So, all your plans, this year is a very wonderful year. I have a very wonderful massive plan. Massive financial plan. You see, the difference between what happens in church and what happens in motivational conferences is that they show you what to do, give you all the blueprints, for the life, but they can't guarantee you the life. So do 10-year plan, 20-year plan, five years plan. Are they back? They are great. But between now and tomorrow, <laughs> you can't even guarantee your life. You, you, you saw what David said. He said, We are here in the moment. We are strangers. We are here in the moment and we are soon gone. That's why it is wisdom to lay. The man said, "Ah, my house has, my my field has brought a lot of harvest. I'm going to chill. I'm going to chill. The next 20 years, I will visit uh, France from Paris. I will go to Israel. And from Israel, I'm just going on a tour. Just chilling and chilling and chilling. God said, you are finished. Let me show you who is the true source and owner of life. Tomorrow, wake up. And carry out that foolish plan. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. When you wake up and you are rushing to your office without consulting God, you are simply saying, Lord, I know my way in this day. I can handle my effects. I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm cool by myself. The Bible says, in all thy words, acknowledge him. Acknowledge what? Acknowledge him. Acknowledge him. Acknowledge him acknowledging. That's the mark of true humility. You see, sometimes we look at humility and say, this person, the way he walks, he's proud. He's not walking home. He's not walking. He's not walking. How can a person dress like this? This is a, as a dressing of a proud person. Really? Really? <laughs> God sees it differently. And I pray that in this year, we'll walk in humility. Now listen. This, this is the platform for more grace. This is the platform for what? More grace. Yeah. There, There's one specific thing the Bible says that God gives, it provokes more grace. This is one of them. He said, for God resists the proud and releases grace. 2022 you will not be resisted. Yeah. I said you will not be resisted. Yeah. You will not be resisted. Yeah. Your business will not be resisted. Your family will not be resisted. Your finances will not be resisted. You will experience progress. 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 In the mighty name of Jesus. Grace to see advancement. Grace to experience progress. Grace to experience speed. Receive it in the name of Jesus. the only thing God cannot do for you is to humble you humble yourselves therefore under the mighty hand of God humble yourself put your hand on your heart please this is where the thing starts. Lord I receive grace to humble myself I receive One, This is what you are supposed to do for yourself. Humble yourself. I humble myself. I humble myself. I humble myself. 2022. I humble myself. I humble myself. I bring myself down. 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 2022. I humble myself. I humble myself. I humble myself. In my prayer life, I humble myself. In my worship life, I humble myself. Pastor Afuaqwa
0: has just placed in your hands the key for all round victory success and limitless prosperity share your testimonies with us on 020-422-5790 or email us at embassyoflifechapel at gmail.com get interactive with pastor afuakwa on facebook instagram and twitter for more information visit our website at www.embassyoflife.org Fellowship with us this and every Sunday for our services at our headquarter church from 6 45 a.m. to 8 a.m. for our first service, which is our Excel service, and from 8 45 a.m. to 10 45 a.m. for our second service, which is our Celebration Service, and on Wednesdays for our Discovery Service from 6 p.m. to 7 45 p.m. Our church auditorium is located on the top floor of Nanama Ejakuma Plaza. Oops, the Unity Auditorium. Station, Santasa runabout, Kumasi Ghana. Alternatively, you can join us online for our services on Embassy of Live Chapel, Facebook, or YouTube pages. God richly bless you. Every
1: time, every
0: time,